Hey, this is Mandy and Kim with Next Talk, where we are passionate about keeping kids safe in the digital world. Did you know we have tens of thousands of listeners in 60 countries? It's truly amazing. Crazy. Only God. And as a nonprofit, everything we do at Next Talk is supported by people just like you. Be a part of changing the culture of conversation in your home and around the globe by making a donation today. Go to nexttalk.org and click on Give. And check out our resources while you're there. More than cyber parenting conversations to connect. I get asked a lot this question. My kids are on screens all the time, but they're not telling me about anything bad. So should I be concerned? Oh, yes. I get this one a lot too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And when I hear that, I don't want to freak anyone out. But in my mind, I'm like, oh, we need to revisit something. Yes. We need to have some conversations and clarity. (laughs) Well, because here's the thing. If your kids are online, even if it's just playing four plus apps, they may be seeing things that you're not realizing and they may not even realize that it's bad or inappropriate, but they're being exposed to some inappropriate, non-friendly content. Yeah. I think it's important to clarify what you just said, if they're online, because if your kids have something and they're not in apps or they're not, you know, don't freak out if they're not reporting a ton, we're talking about if they have access online to whatever device they have, then there's going to be things that seep through. So that also includes Xbox playing Mm -hmm. online with Nintendo Switch, even educational games for school. Like if they're getting online, sometimes Um, You know, the content may not be bad, but usernames could be really inappropriate, you know, uh, name, account names, that kind of thing. Take this one step further too. TV. If your kid is watching TV, they are seeing things in this day and age now on their cartoons, any content um, even made just for kids. It's saturated with things. Well, we've got anime and it looks like cartoon and it's not Mm. cartoon. Anime is for older kids, Mm -hmm. right? The content is... Um, very iffy on a lot of the different anime shows. So, um, you know, we have cartoonish type looking TV shows that are often really for teenagers. So what do we do about this? Because, you know, moving to a private island, if you're like me, you can't Mm -hmm. afford it. (laughs) So what do we do? And, you know, we've said over and over again at Next Talk, just ignoring it or saying you're not going online ever you know, really isn't the answer. Because again, going back to my story, my daughter was exposed to porn and she didn't have a phone and really no devices were even present when she was exposed to it in the right. porn raid because it was a conversation about something a kid had seen online the night before. So she was exposed, a graphic image painted in her little fourth grade mind, but no screens were present. So even if you're like, I'm not giving them online access ever, they're going to be exposed through conversation on the bus, on the playground, whatever. And if we freak out and shut it down and don't address their questions or concerns, we know, we know how kids, just think about ourselves. If you say something is taboo or you shut it down, the curiosity spikes through the roof and they're going to get that information and answers somewhere. And the world is just waiting to tell them what to think and do. So if we're not their source, it's going to be a problem. I feel like this is a show like the root yeah. next talk, you know, like going back to the basics here, <laughs> but we do need to remember this. And I think a lot of times too, when the kids are home more through breaks, through this last couple years with COVID, they're just, we're more laxed about go play this or mm-hmm. go play that. And we just need to make sure that they're telling us if anything inappropriate is popping up. So how do I respond to this question? My first thing is, I need to say to the parents is 
we may need to just revisit your guidelines because are your expectations clear? Do they know what to report to you? Have you said, this is my list of things I want you to tell me about? And most of the time, the parents are like, well, I didn't know I had to do that. Like, if there's a nude photo, they'll tell me. And I'm like, no, that's their culture. Everything is snap posted and shared. They have phones in the bathrooms and in the locker rooms, the changing, you know, where they change dressing rooms. And so for them, you have to be very specific. These are the guidelines. An easy way to start that conversation is to apologize. Hey, I'm sorry. I just wasn't clear about this. I didn't realize that I needed to say these things, but I do. And I want to kind of start fresh with you and be clear and specific about what I need you to report to me. So don't make it about them, make it about you and in your role in this situation. And that's a good way to kind of get those walls to come down and start the conversation. So you can say, you know, I'm learning about the games that you're playing, the social media, everything you're doing online. And there's some bad things that are going to happen. And I want to help protect you from that. And so let me tell you what I need you to report. So you've apologized, you've gone to them, you've laid it out, you've tried to take down the walls. I love how you said that, Kim. We're going to give you five guidelines. Now, these aren't the, the only five guidelines, but this is like the starting point. If you've never laid out your clear expectations, these five are really good starting points. They're things that we started in our home, right? When we started realizing, okay, we need to create a culture of conversation in our home. You know, with my daughter, it was fourth grade because we missed it. With my son, we implemented these when he was in kindergarten, right? When, right when we became aware that we needed to be talking Mm -hmm. more. And so these five things we're going to lay out for you. Um, So again, this is a conversation with your kid. You've apologized and you've said, We need to set some new expectations. This is what I want you to tell me about. Okay. So number one, anything about dating, kissing, or marriage, Yep. anything about dating, kissing, marriage. The reason is years ago, I had a mom contact me and she said, my kid is playing a four plus app and it's teddy bears and you dress them up and I just found out they can get married. And my kid got three women married together. And so she was like, oh my gosh, like that's just, there's these things about marriage that are being taught to my kid on a four plus app and I didn't Mm -hmm. realize it. So this will catch that and they'll come to you and they'll talk to you about it and then you will be able to have a voice to speak into it. And the important Um, thing there is not to like lose your mind, like, oh my gosh, they're being exposed to this. The point of that is so when they tell you, you can set those foundational truths that you want your kids to know about marriage between a man and a woman. It gives you that opportunity to speak into that situation. The other thing that this does is, you know, I have older kids. So YouTubers, they love their YouTubers and it changes every day. I can't Mm -hmm. keep up with who's the, their favorite one. Right. And so anything dating, kissing marriage, if your YouTuber is getting married, they're talking about relationship advice in between playing Minecraft. Like I want to just know about that. And like Kim said, when they start reporting these things to you, you lay out these guidelines, these five things we're telling you about. They're like the core five beginner principles. And if they start reporting things to you, I love what Kim said, don't lose your mind. The response is, thank you so much for telling me, right? And remember, I can't throw away the phone, take away the app because they're telling me. They shouldn't lose things because they're being honest with you. They should get more freedom when they're being honest. Well, they're doing what we asked them to do. We said, hey, this is what we need you to do. They're following through. So we want to celebrate that. 
So when they start reporting these things, thank you for telling me, don't lose your mind. Let's talk about what you saw. And you get a new app today because you told me I'm going to check the app, make sure it's good. But what do you want next? Okay. So you're kind of continually rewarding them and building them up as they're reporting things to you. Exactly. Okay. So number one, anything about dating, kissing, or marriage. Number two, anyone asking you for personal information like your name, your address, the school you go to, where you go to church, any stranger wanting to private message you. These are huge red flags. And for kids, they're not thinking about it if we haven't outlined that for them. They're just thinking, oh, this person wants to get to know me. Like, oh, I go to this school. Oh, you go to that church. When really they could be exposed to a groomer who is trying to connect with them, form a relationship so they can gain their trust, which could ultimately end in a very bad situation. Anything as far-reaching as being um, sex trafficked, like from their bedroom. I mean, this can go really, really south very quickly. So if we can start on the front end and teach them about keeping that information safe and letting you know when someone asks, it's a really big deal. It protects them from a lot of things. This works, guys. We have seen this in our own family. Um, Somebody trying to initiate a conversation with our kids And our kids coming to us and doing an evaluation. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this was a scary person. If we had not been having this conversation and my kids did not have this guideline to talk to me about this, um, this could have been really bad. You know, one of my kids have twice reported to me where their friends have been in touch with a stranger and both times resulted in finding out that they were bad guys. He has saved two friends from possible danger, which is incredible to me and a great way that I get to encourage him that he's making a difference. I mean, one of his friends was on Roblox, which is a game a lot of kids play, including mine, and was giving out his information to a stranger and mentioned it to my kid who was like, hey, wait a minute, you can't do that. Like, let's talk to your mom about it. And he had no idea. Like, it didn't even cross his mind. And no fault of the mom, she hadn't even thought about it. And so we were able to talk with her and report this guy, and it ended up he was not a good guy. And it happened with someone else in our lives as well. I mean, this is a real thing where we can equip and empower our kids to not only protect themselves, but help their friends. Our kids have saved people who literally have had plane tickets sent to them to go meet up with somebody online. Our kids reported that to us, and then we were able to help that kid and save that kid. So- And we don't say that, we we say that because this works. Like, please implement this guideline with your kids. You're not only saving them, Mm -hmm. but others, Mm -hmm. their friends. So number one is anything about dating, kissing, marriage. Number two, anyone asking for personal information online, like name, address, school, church, whatever, any kind of interaction with an online stranger. And number three, anyone in a bathing suit or less. Now I get some pushback on this one, Kim. Yeah, (laughs) this is a hard one. Because- People are like, not all bathing suit pictures are It's bad. true. Like, it's what are true. you doing? And it is mm-hmm. so true. So here's my disclaimer on this one. When my kids were really little, kindergarten and fourth grade, that was my guideline. Now that they're teenagers, you know, I've got almost an 18-year-old and a 14-year-old. The conversation is more like, if you see an inappropriate sexualized bathing suit or less picture, tell yeah. me about it. They know the difference now, Right. They know the difference between standing by the pool with all your friends in your bathing suits versus an up close butt picture. <laughs> of, you, know, you know the t- you, you know I don't well, have to describe. I will it tell right. you, girl. You know we started out with this guideline as we just presented it, but when you have a span of age, 
Sometimes your guidelines have to adjust with your family. And that's why we say your family, your choice, make it work for your family. Uh, So like my second grader, we've had to have that discussion. Like when we're at the Walmart, the ladies in the underwear, in the underwear section on the pictures, like that's not inappropriate. They're advertising a product that we need. And so we've had to have those kind of discussions to create context, I would say. So this is a basic guideline, but you know what works in your family. Make it work. Explain it when you need to so that they understand what you mean. The point is we don't want them looking at explicit pictures. We want them to let us know when they see that. That is the point. That's the why behind it. We don't want them watching porn and we don't want them asking for nudes or taking nudes of themselves, right? That's the main point of this guideline here. But when you start them early, like red flag alert, this isn't okay that I'm seeing something online, skimpy, wimpy, Mm, whatever. mm -hmm. (laughs) I think about the time when my my son, he was in fourth grade. I think I share this in one of my books and talk. Um, He was Googling a football Mm -hmm. score. And uh, what popped up was a girl and all she was wearing was a thong and she had her arms crossed like over her boobs a little bit. Oh, yeah. You know, she was pretty much naked. And he was like, whoa, what mm-hmm. is this? And because of this reporting guideline, he told me and we had a conversation about it versus him getting curious and clicking and going deeper down into a pornography situation. And so again, this just keeps them safe. This is a guideline that keeps them safe. Okay. So anything in a bathing suit or less. Great. Number four, any word you don't know or any cuss word. Um, and this start as early as you can. And it's like, like preschool. Yes. As soon like as they preschool. start talking and walking, you know, and they understand, this is a great one um, to establish. Um, because when they're going to school on the playground, you don't know what their friends are watching. You don't know what they came across walking into the room of an older older sibling. And so they'll hear things or be told about things um, or they'll hear a cuss word or something they don't know. If they're jumping in the car and telling you, you get a chance to explain it to them. You get a chance to set guidelines with them. And so this, you're going to get weird stuff. Uh, you're going to get words that are not bad words. And that's okay. Still thank them and say, great job. Thank you for telling me. Answer their questions so that it normalizes the process of having conversations about things they don't know. I like what you said right there, Kim. And I want to just go a little bit deeper with it. When they come home and ask you what something says, and it's like innocent and not a big deal at all, don't laugh it off and be like, oh, that's so cute. Da, 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 da. Like you can laugh with your husband or you know, your friend behind closed doors. But if you do that in front of your kids, they internalize and think every question that I have is going to be stupid. Mm-hmm. And so we don't want to do that. It's always, thank you so much for asking me. This is what this means. Um, And on the other side of that spectrum, you're going to get some bad words. So you may get your four-year-old saying, mom, what is F-U-C-K mean? And you're like, I mean, I remember when that happened with us, my, my son was in kindergarten. My, my husband almost spit his chicken across (laughs) the room. We were eating dinner. I'll never forget it. The look on his face. And I could just tell he was like, I cannot believe I just heard this word from my kindergartner. Mm -hmm. And of course me, I was new to the next talk journey, new to the open communication thing. And I was like, Baba, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> you know, let's talk about that, you know? 
And so I answered that for him. And I was like, I, I thought to myself, there's two different meanings of the word. So I was real honest with him about the first meaning. I said, one meaning is like dismissive. Like, I don't like you get away from me. You know, like F you is what I was thinking. I didn't tell him that. I just said, one of them is like super disrespectful and like, get away from me. And I said, there's another meaning, which I was thinking, okay, this is the worldly word mm-hmm. for sex. I said, there's another meaning and there's some things we haven't covered yet. So when you get a little older and you know what that means, I'll tell you what what that is. But what you need to know right now for your little heart and your little brain is this is a word we don't use. And if I hear it, if you hear anybody saying it, I need you to tell me. Okay. And that was that. That was the conversation. Um, And so I gave him the information he need in age appropriate terms without overexposing him too too fast. And you didn't dismiss it or say, oh, my gosh, don't say that ever again. Because when we do that, then they're like, well, what does it mean? It must be really bad. And then they go, again, searching for someone who will answer the question for them. And that's how old Mandy used to respond. And that's why I realized I wasn't doing the right thing. And I had to change my parenting if I was going to really get this right. Yep. Okay. Number five. Any name-calling, mean, threatening, or bullying language, okay? So, for example, your kid's on uh, playing Xbox and people are calling him stupid or dumb ASS. You need to know that. Your daughter's on Instagram and a girl is calling another girl fat or, you know, demeaning or bullying. Anything like that, you need to know that. You need to have a conversation. Um, There are certain things that you will need to report, especially if a child is in danger, you need to make sure somebody knows that, you know, Instagram, Xbox, a lot of the gaming, you can report things on there like mean or abusive language, bullying, and you get to do that anonymously. So it's an easy way. Um, I know one time my son, there was a guy on Xbox or something and he was bullying people. My son reported him and he got kicked off for a couple of days of mm-hmm. his game. You know, I mean, they, they follow they, through sometimes. I mean, not always, but, <laughs> but sometimes they're getting better. You know, they're getting better at it. They were, they're realizing the seriousness of it. Yeah. So in person or online, any mean, threatening, bullying language, we want to be able to speak into that. We want to be able to talk to them about it. Now, listen, we have a show on bullying that is really good. It takes a little bit of a different perspective you may not have considered, and it explains some things that are important to talk about with your kids. So if you have a chance, check out that show. It's really great uh, with offering some conversation starters. Our five guidelines, the key things that you need to explain to your kids you want reported. Number one, anything about dating, kissing, or marriage. Number two, anyone asking you for personal information like name, address, school, where do you go to church, etc. Number three, any one in a bathing suit or less. Number four, any word that you don't know or any cuss word. And number five, the name calling mean threatening or bullying language. And when you go to your kids and say, hey, I'm sorry, I didn't know you need to lay this out and you apologize and kind of reset these guidelines, I think it's really important to also say, now that you know what I'm looking for, can you think for a minute, have you seen any of these things? Have you heard any of these things? And you might be surprised. They might sit there for a second and say, you know what? And they may open up to you. And in that moment, again, it's really important just to listen. Don't overreact. Don't get mad because you've literally just laid out for them that you want them to do this and they're following through. So it's a great opportunity to praise them and say, thank you for telling me. And then you get to talk to them right in that moment about what a good job they're doing and explain anything that you need to explain. Absolutely. I think that's such a good point. And also we have to note here, when you first start doing this, you're going to get a lot. You're going to get a lot coming at you. 
as your kids grow up, they learn to discern what you need to know about and what you don't. So your guidelines will change, okay, as they get older. That doesn't mean they're keeping things from you. That means they're learning, okay, because because honestly, my teenagers, if they reported every cuss word to me, I, I don't even need to know that mm-hmm. anymore. Like it's way past. But when they were in fourth grade, yes, that needed to be reported to me, right? Because it was getting them in the habit of just telling me. But now it looks very different. I, they don't report every cuss word to me, obviously. They're teenagers. They've been able to determine on their own as they've grown and matured what is mean language versus what is a bullying situation. How they report is different to me. But the key is that we've taught these guidelines. Their standard operating procedure is if this doesn't feel right or something's off here, I need to go talk to mom or dad about it right away. That's such a good point. I'm glad that you clarified that for everybody. It's it's a process of teaching them how to protect their own heart and mind by starting early with clear guidelines. We hope this helps you out. You can always email us at admin at nexttalk.org if you have some questions or concerns or ideas or need some clarification on any of these. But this is a great way to establish a culture of communication in your home about anything and everything your kids are seeing. This is how we protect them. 